Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. Claire, how was your weekend? Uh, it was great. <gasps> we are the people that you hate. We oh, no. set off that I hate or everyone so hates. many fireworks. Oh, I do hate those people. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I will say, not in our Wait, defense. Isn't it illegal? Oh, are you yes. doing a legal activity? No, we okay. did the legal. We do the legal fireworks. But to be clear, our contribution to the mayhem was minimal compared to the rest of our neighborhood. Like oh. people in our neighborhood go for it on 4th of July with like full-fledged, expensive. I mean, the people who live there's like one block over must have literally spent thousands of dollars on fireworks because wow. they were setting off full-sized mortars all week. Oh my god, no. No. And see I, yeah, I like love 4th of July, but right. ever since having a dog that is terrified of fireworks, I'm like, it's the worst day of the year for me. Yeah. So I, and it's, and been it's really the worst all... week and it's been happening all freaking year, Yeah. which look, I'm all for people expressing themselves and doing things that With you know, make a noise if you need to do that. But I also am like, oh my gosh, my poor dog. So we got out of town and went to my parents' house in Westcliff, which now that I guess, I don't know, COVID somewhat, well, I shouldn't say somewhat. COVID is still a risk, but we were very careful and uh, we feel safe going to my parents' house and Westcliff's a really small town. We didn't really go out, but Is that the first nice time you've seen your parents? No, they were, they were uh, at my house for Father's Day. Oh, weekend. that's right. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a while since I've actually been to their house, but it was just nice to go there and be in the total quiet and JT mm -hmm. was happy because there were no fireworks there yeah we brandon loves blowing things up his, you know he has a, a history of blowing things up oh. he and his dad used uh, you know about this he and his dad used to like go to all these pyrotechnics conventions i did not know this yes you did i know i've talked about this in the podcast before brandon and his dad when brandon was growing up like his whole life they would go to these pyrotechnics conventions every single summer and they were they're held all over like middle america they changed the location every year like you know wyoming or north dakota or whatever i guess like midwest i don't really know what you call that just all sure. over the place anywhere where there's like a big fairground that they could just take over for a couple of days and people just show up and like it's a fireworks convention like and so, so they just like people are just setting off fireworks all weekend people just set off fireworks all weekend and it's like the what's up and coming in fireworks like what's new in fireworks and brandon and his dad in the 90s and like early 2000s were in charge of this thing called the super string which is just firecrackers just pop, you know pop 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 pop, pop firecrackers uh -huh. And one time they set off 10.8 million firecrackers at one time. Which, Is that a world record? Uh, yes, they, they do. They have the great. world record. I'm being dead serious. You can look it up on YouTube. Okay. And what they do, so Brand, to hear Brandon tell it, which I, you know, it's a full semi-truck, front to back, side to side, top to bottom, full of r huge rolls of firecrackers, just like the little black uh -huh. hat things that you get. Now, just imagine sure. like a huge like a semi-truck full of rolls of that. And then you unroll all of them and string them all together and then lift them up with a crane and light them off. And they just like blaze up in like a huge bonfire of firecrackers and it takes like a couple minutes for them all to go off oh my gosh so this is like for people who are kind of pyros or do they yeah, it's called pyrotechnics guild international like it is legitimately like the like the professional body of pyrotechnics so it's really for professional pyrotechnic 
people yes. that maybe do this for like shows and concerts. Right. They and, are the okay. a hundred percent. Yes. Okay. People who, like Taylor who, Swift has pyrotechnic professionals yeah. working. And yeah, for like concerts. people who put on, you know, or, and a lot of them are like military people who have explosive sure. backgrounds or they work in explosives and other, you know, in like a professional setting. And yeah. And then they do these for, for and then that's also just like hobbyists, like Brandon and his dad. I cannot so. believe that. I had no idea that Brandon was a hobby yeah. fireworks Lover, yeah, so he loves Fourth of July. Funny, and like woke up like in his element, ready to go, so excited. And our au pair had a couple of her friends over who, you know, they've obviously Fourth of July is not a holiday in Brazil. They're all Brazil, all of her friends are Brazilian, and um, they were, they, you know, so we just like set off a bunch of fireworks all night. I mean, all the ones we had were legal. We didn't set off any like big mortars or anything. But um, it was crazy. Our whole neighborhood just went nuts the whole time. So we just, yeah, we blew up a lot of stuff. It was fun. Okay. Well, we had the complete opposite weekend because we were in the mountains <laughs> in the total quiet, which I so appreciate everyone asking about the creek updates. Oh if gosh. you did not see my stories, it was really sad. We got there and the, the creek had stopped flowing like a week before we got there. And my dad didn't want to say anything because he's oh, like, I knew you'd be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't get enough snow in spring to keep the yeah, so snow melt going. It. So they didn't really get uh, a lot that would usually it stops like mid July, end of July. Anyway, so no Creek updates. I'm so sorry to disappoint everybody, but uh, it did rain a lot. One of the That's nights nice. we were there and we were like hoping that we would get some Creek activity, but, no. but we didn't. So maybe next year, you guys, we will have hope that we'll get there when the Creek is running and all the creek updates but uh yeah my dad was he was really sad about it for us mostly but yeah thanks to the listener who actually messaged us i also posted a picture of clocks that my dad makes oh my gosh so he's just he's just like a crafty guy your parents are just everything that's right in this world they're so cute and sweet and you just like you're you were telling me your mom was watching this like facebook live stream (gasps) of this woman who adopts dogs and was just sitting there crying Oh my God, you guys. Okay. So first of all, back to the clock thing really quick. A listener reached out and was like, can I buy one of these? And so we totally sold one of my dad's clocks. <gasps> really? He doesn't really, yeah, he doesn't really care to sell things. He is oh not gosh, at all attached him. to like making things to sell them. He just right. really likes to do it. But someone wanted to buy one. I was like, dad, do you want to sell this one? He's like, sure. And then, but yeah, my mom is really obsessed. Have you heard of Tracy's dogs? She's a nonprofit and she rescues dogs yeah. that are about to be I don't know, euthanized or they're abused or they're whatever the case. Like she, she rescues dogs, gets them back to health and then adopts them out. And she started this organization, like I want to say five to seven years ago, and it's called Tracy's Dogs. And she, Tracy is the girl who leads it. Mm -hmm. My mom is obsessed with this woman obsessed with her rescuing animals so every time tracy does a facebook live my mom like watches it religiously so tracy had just rescued a bunch of dogs and she was going through all the dogs that she rescued and showing them on the facebook live and my mom was just like she was just sobbing at the computer and i was in the other room but i just heard her talking to the screen and she was like oh babies oh look at that one oh and she was just crying and it was so cute I'm like, oh my god! And then I texted you. I'm like, my mom is currently sitting at the at the at the computer, just crying about a Facebook li- just, <laughs> just crying Facebook Live video. Oh, but yeah, they're crazy. really really fun. So it was a good weekend. We have a couple people, or we have a, a bunch of requests for what we want to talk about, what you guys want us to talk about this week. And I laughed because it's kind of all over the map. But I want to give like maybe one minute to just acknowledge that we did hear about Kanye West. Really don't want to say anything else about it. Y'all, but we we will acknowledge we that. Don't vote we for Kanye. Not. All I need to tell you is don't is if you just don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And if you disagree with that, please don't listen to our podcast anymore. 
anymore because I don't really have to contribute to that. If you're planning to vote for Kanye, just don't. Yeah, just, just don't. Just don't vote if you're. <laughs> well, that. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, what, what was I going to say? I was going to say Kanye. something really um, controversial, which is like, okay, don't vote for Kanye and then don't vote for Trump. So that kind of leaves one more person. <laughs> I just, I don't know. You know, and here's the thing. We're, obviously, we're getting closer and closer to a major, major election. Major. It's no secret that neither Joy nor I agree with almost anything that our current President Trump does. Right. In fact, I just cannot support all I can't think of a single one of his personal I can't actions think of, that yeah, I, agree I can't with. think of one thing I mean I'm sure we could find something if we really sure. sat down and looked at it but Maybe he off the top of my head there's way more negatives than positives that come to my mind no I, surprise and here's the thing is I get I 1000% understand the impulse to want to change things up not even impulse I completely understand that reasoning I completely agree with the idea that if we continue to just put career politicians into this role then things then the systems that we've created will continue to be perpetuated I don't necessarily of the all the people that could have been nominated by the Democratic Party Joe Biden was not my first choice yeah but here we are but here we are and I would be very genuinely interested to hear if you are planning to vote for Trump, if you not just planning to vote for him, if you truly believe that the best choice of the choices that we have for our country for the next four years is a continuation of leadership from the Trump administration, I would be very curious to hear why you believe that. Because yes. And here's to me as someone who, you know, just sees a lot of choices that have been made that do not go with my values. I cannot, I can't, I, I can't understand that. I can't put myself in a position where I could see that viewpoint with the information that I have. And so right. I would be very curious, you know, I know that we do have some- And like respectful like, discussion, I think respectful like we discussion. always have. I'm not here, you know- Totally, I'm like, not here like to we debate about, or we're not well, here to convince anybody. Yeah, and I think it was last week or the week before we were talking about, you know, approaching difficult conversations truly with the intention of, okay, I'm coming here to listen. Listen, as long as you are also coming here to listen. It's a two-way street. Right. And, you know, I'm not saying by any means, don't be a Republican. Don't, mm -hmm. you know, don't oh, support. No way. It's not to me right now. It's not even about like different parties. It's to me, it's about Donald Trump as an individual right. who the, th the the decisions that he makes and the things that he says and the way that he represents the United States is I just, I can't understand. It's been a really hard time for us to find the positives and a lot of the things that he says and does. And it's hard for me to, you know, I, so I don't know. It's And I mean, again, like Joe Biden, not my first choice yeah. either, but closer to my first choice. Right. Well, I think a lot of people get a little riled when we bring up politics on the show. And we have historically always said like, you know, we don't want to get too political, but I feel like that's truly a privilege of just not saying anything. Mm -hmm. And of course, we also will talk about light things in this podcast, but also it's a big year. It's been a big year. It's a year, big year for American And all politics. of a sudden we got Kanye. It's a big year all of a sudden we have Kanye. Don't vote for Kanye. Okay, right. moving on. Um, so, but I do want to say one last thing is like we do as much as sometimes I will, I'm totally aware that I will be a little snarky and a little bitey and a little, I don't know what the word is. Angry. Just, the word is not, angry. Well, it is anger, but sometimes I'll just be a little like, snooty on especially on social media stories right um about right, like trump, the trump whatever rally you guys have, like yeah parade. like i'm sorry but i was in westcliff and it was just like we had they had like it was just a, an excuse for everyone to get in their car 
put up a Trump flag and then like walk down the street with their guns. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> this doesn't feel like a 4th of July parade to me. Right. But okay, that's fine. You know what? Everybody can say what they want to say. I just don't want to be there. I just didn't want to be around that energy. And I was like, well, whatever. But I, I, so I'm aware of that only because I just get so frustrated and it's totally fine for us to act out of anger, but it's not okay for us to stay in anger. So I think what I'm trying to say is please send us your opinions, send us your information, send us your viewpoints. We totally want to hear it. The thing that's been helping me because I realized lately that I was sitting too much in my anger about what's going on in the world. I'm like, look, I have got to figure out how people think that are have completely opposite views of me. And this really has been sparked by a couple people in my life who, you know, they say certain things. I'm like, where do you get that from? So I started listening to the Pantsuit Politics podcast again, because I think they do a really good job of not getting into head to head arguments, but they just truly lay out the facts. Mm. And they do it in a really respectful way. And that's something that I that's really kind of how I want to live my life with all of this stuff is I'm like, I don't want to get to a point where we're just like bashing each other no one's going to convince anyone to think differently. And, and I think especially the older generation, I was telling a friend this lately because we were like, why is it so hard, you know, if whether it be in-laws or whether it be parents or whether it be like older people in your life that have completely different views. And what I've come to the realization is if you think about it, this is totally speculation and anecdotal, but from my experience and from what I see people in my life that are of older generations, they tend to not really be around people that are different from them. They tend to have social circles that are very similar to them. Mm -hmm. They tend to surround themselves with information that's very similar to how they think. They let the information come to them as opposed to them seeking out different diverse voices. And so I think that's the other reason why they kind of stay in their bubble and surround themselves with information that kind of backs up how they think. So the other thing that Pantsuit Politics said recently was like, if you're not seeking out information and you're just getting information that's coming through your feed, you're doing it wrong. You should be seeking information. You should be going out and looking for information that's different from what is being just fed to you on social media. Because as we all know, social media tends to... Algorithm shows you things that are similar to what you've already totally. seen. Totally. And that's and fine I think if you're looking at sourdough bread, but it's less fine if you're looking at political posts. And, and <gasps> one, I think that that's like, that is something that I think everyone should do is, is actively, no matter what is what, no matter what your beliefs are, yeah, actively go out and, Tr and actively seek out information that opposes your beliefs and really dig into it. Yeah. Challenge yourself, convince yeah. yourself that what you believe is correct. You know, yep. go out and actually like try to convince yourself to change your opinion. Yes. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. Because I'm like, I don't yeah. want to keep being that, you know, everyone, well, I shouldn't say everyone, but usually the very, very far right label the far left as being like, oh, you're so tolerant and you're just so whatever. I don't even know what kind of labels were, you know, let's put on the, the quote unquote left. But, you know, when we're viewed that way, it tends to be like, okay, well, now I don't want to just be sitting in that. I want to mm -hmm. be getting some more information truly about how the other side is thinking. And perhaps that will help me, I don't know, see something in a different light. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I think, again, like if you try to disprove yourself, first of all, the worst case scenario is that you're going to learn a lot more about why you believe what you do. Exactly. And you're so going to have strength that in your many, beliefs. That, right. If you challenge your own beliefs and you go and, you know, and this is something, this is like an approach that I remember talking a lot about when I was in high school and college, when I was going to church a lot and people would say, you know, like the best way to learn about, you know, really just anything you believe in, but that was, you know, in the context of personal faith was like to try to disprove your own beliefs. 
And then the worst case scenario is that you learn a lot more and you do really broaden the horizons of what you believe in and you learn about the intricacies of what you already believe. Right. And, you know, and you may end up changing your mind. Oh, well, I think that's the other thing is people will view perhaps maybe something that I've said, and they'll be like, well, you're you're a hypocrite, because you said this last year. And I'm like, yeah, well, when you learn different, Mm -hmm. you do different. And when you know better, you do better. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's the um, what was it like several years ago, that was like became a political term, like a flip flopper or something. It was like a completely removed, you know, it's like, okay, well, once you say something one time, you have to stick to that forever. Otherwise you're seen as being wishy-washy and like not sticking to your values. Right. And in fact, and you know, I've seen this even come up with COVID where people, it's like, I saw a post that was saying, you know, the fact that the recommendations have kind of changed and then changed again and then changed again. And the science has changed and changed again and changed again. People are saying, see, that proves that this is a hoax or that we don't know where you know, science is not know what they're doing. And the post was like, actually, this proves that th- that this is how science works. Yep. Is that you're constantly reviewing and editing and like, you know, and no changing one has courses. They're learning more about the virus. I mean, well, that's going to yeah, keep happening. This applies to every single should hopefully apply to every single thing in your life is that you should be open and willing and not just not just open and willing, but actively seeking to constantly be reviewing and revising and updating and honing what you believe and what you support and really, you know, so there's a lot, a lot, a lot, yeah. a lot there, but I think so expand your horizon and don't expand your horizon. Kanye. Don't and don't vote for Kanye. Oh my gosh! <laughs> don't even get me started. I'm not even going to go there. No. Okay. Ugh, I saw that. And I just I I saw that and I I really wanted to have a moment where I just wanted to. Here's the other thing I'm doing recently. This is like self work that I've been doing. Is I don't want to keep blaming COVID on everything. Mm-hmm. Like oh COVID, oh COVID, oh we're having such a shitty year and it's COVID. So I'm going to stop doing that just because it serves nothing. And then I'm also going to stop wishing that 2020 was over. Because wishing the days away also does nothing. And it's clear that the world is blowing up for a reason. So I'm going to pay attention. So that's my therapy takeaway. Just I'm just going to share that with everybody. Okay, so we're moving on to some questions that people submitted. And then I have something fun at the end if you want to do some never have I ever's instead of would you rather's. Ooh, okay. Okay, cool. Someone asked about cancel culture. Where do we give people and organizations bans? Um, Where do we give them time to learn, grow, change versus cancel and move on? So... I'm going to give like a quick snippet. I'm going to try, let's try to do lightning round since we did slow round mm-hmm. a la Mike Verbiglia last week. Um, so the quick answer to this is I, I truly feel if we see people are giving an effort to change, then I see, I say you give people a chance. There's times when I feel like if their behavior was just so appalling and so disgusting and so just, I don't know, it doesn't feel good for you to give them a second chance. That's when I feel like it's fine to do the cancel culture thing. Like, I know a lot of people gave grief about, I'm going to mention CrossFit of cancel culture on that end. I highly recommend everybody go listen to our, he's a listener of our podcast, but he also does a podcast called the Help Me Understand podcast. His name is JK McLeod. And he has a really good episode where he recently interviewed the, he's the co-owner of Sod Off CrossFit in College Station, Texas. Terrence Smith, and they talked a lot about just CrossFit, whether you stay affiliated or whether you jump ship. And he had some really good insight of how they decided to stay affiliated, affiliated and why. So I think that's also something that really opened my eyes because, you know, I think sometimes when you see someone doing something really appalling, you're like, I don't want to give them a chance. That was just really unforgivable to each his own. But I think it's also, here's another great example of like when to listen to other opinions that Mm -hmm. um, I think his was really valuable. So again, that's the Help Me Understand podcast. And we'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah. 
I think for me, one thing I read recently about cancel culture that I really appreciated was saying that you need to look at what you're trying to accomplish and you need to look at the amount of power that that person holds. If you're canceling, quote unquote, just some random person, then really what you're doing is just turning this, you're just like policing them and silencing them in a way that if nothing larger can come from you canceling, quote unquote, canceling them other than just making them feel bad and other than just trying to exercise your power and influence over their power and influence, then that is counterproductive and you are basically just participating in policing what someone is saying. If you are canceling, quote unquote, participating in, I don't know, canceling, participating in cancel culture around somebody who has a lot of power and influence, i.e. a CEO, a large brand, a band, anything like that. Maybe that person meant to say brand instead of band. Maybe it is brand. Yeah. But all any of the above, then you need to be clear about if you are going to participate in that cancel culture, you need to be clear about what it is that you're looking for as a takeaway to say, okay, you are canceled until X, Y, and Z. Right. You are canceled until you, you know, apologize and donate the funds from this thing that you, this like racist thing that you did or whatever, and make it clear that like, here are the reparations that we as a community are asking you to make. Totally. So that to me feels more useful to say like, okay, I'm going to have this, like kind of set these parameters. If I'm just canceling an individual who really has no power or say, I'm just being a bully Mm -hmm. and I can either elevate this to make it be about, you know, like, let's say I don't, I'm sure this has happened in the past. I don't know of a, a current example of like an employee being used, you know, as a larger piece, but okay. Let's say that somebody at Starbucks, Starbucks barista says something racist. Okay. You, instead of canceling that barista or that store, use it to call out Starbucks. Right. That is one of a myriad of examples. It can, it can obviously be useful. I think we have seen that it's very useful Mm -hmm. and that you vote with your dollar. And in a way you vote with your like, as well. Like you vote with your social media influence, you vote with your voice and your dollar. And so in that sense, cancel culture can actually really be effective, but Mm -hmm. make sure you know what your objective is and make sure you're not using it as a tool to just bully another individual. Right. I like that. Okay. Do you ever listen to your old episodes and think about where you were in life at that time? No, no. I don't listen to old episodes because I get too embarrassed. Even recent episodes. I don't know why. There's just something about if I went back really, really old, I'd be like, oh my gosh, because things change so much. Yeah. I still think about like the episodes we did around macros and I want to, I just want to cringe and like delete them. I don't because I'm like, they're, you know, we were at different times in our lives, but I still cringe at those days. Totally different people. I don't. And it's mostly because I just don't feel like I have time, but I listen to our current episodes and they come out. Yeah, I do that. Actually, I do that because I want to look at the editing too. I'm like, oh, I do that because I'm like, I miss my friends. (laughs) I miss my friends. And then a follow up. (laughs) And I'm going to listen to my own voice. Uh, A follow up from someone else says, how has the relationship between Joy and Claire evolved over the years together? Oh my gosh. Like that's such a, that like is a whole episode. (laughs) But like, when I thought about that, I'm like, I don't I don't have an answer to that other than like, we just keep going. I mean, at the beginning, we obviously didn't. I I obviously at the beginning was like, we didn't didn't really know each other that well. And now I think it's just so I think it's one of those things now where that we have such a good groove going that doesn't really take a lot of thought. Like there's not a lot of effort into what we do. No. 
Like, we're not, like, catfighting behind the scenes as no. much as people like drama. Like, it's not happening. Like, no, it's, pretty, not. it's pretty chill. Well, and I think we both have very open communication styles. Like, okay, so you guys know that I, like, more or less quit Instagram. And I get on maybe a couple times a week. I'll load Instagram on my phone. Is there a I reason why it. you did that? Just curious. To get off Instagram? Yeah. yeah oh, no, no. Not the week that you did, like, the break. Well, so that was the, the day thing that... is I did the break. And I oh. well, as soon as I put it back on my phone, I was like, this immediately feels toxic. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, the okay. moment that I reloaded it, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to go back. I was like, I am, why am I on here? Oh, cool. Immediately, okay. it just felt like a black hole of energy for me. And okay. so... Every once in a while, you know, like I'll load it for a day or two and kind of like get back on and just kind of touch base because I do really care about our community. I feel like that's where we reach our community sure. the most like tangibly. But that's why is because when I reloaded it, I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much I needed distance from this until I got the distance. And then okay. I, when I tried to re-engage, I was like, this immediately feels toxic. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome though. Because you'd only took like a weekend off, right? It was like three days. And then when I came yeah. back, I was like, ugh. So even like, yeah, so right before we push record, I was like, hey, Joy, like, I just want to make sure that you don't feel like I've like abandoned you on Instagram. And she's like, no, not at all. I was like, okay, great. Moving on. Okay, like, moving that's on. how our yeah. communication, it just has always been like that, where it's like, hey, always been like that. I need you to pick up a little bit more of this. Okay, great. I will. Hey, I need you to pick up a little more, more on this. Um, I can't really do that. Let's find someone. Let's hire someone to do it. Like, yeah. It's really. And nine times out of 10, when you text me an idea or something, I'm like, oh, I was thinking about that. Cool. Let's do it. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird how sometimes we read each other's minds where yeah. she'll text me something. I'm like, great. Let's great. That's great. We, I was thinking the same thing. You read my mind. Right. Do that. <laughs> and I think that just comes from like doing this for so, for so long. If you were to wish for superpowers, what would they be? I love this question. Superpowers. I know. I feel like we've I had, we get more than one. I know. I feel like we've had a variation of this over years, but I want to, I want to reevaluate. Okay, you go first. I still, I really like the invisible one and I really like the fly, being able to fly. Mm. But I also think it would be really fun to do the charmed powers where they can like freeze someone, they can freeze time and then move around them. I think that would be really cool. So like all of a sudden there's like a jar flying at them and then they move out of the way and then they mm. freeze, unfreeze and then the jar hits the wall. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Mess with people. I would, I mean, flying, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then I would want the power to heal. And I'd want the power to speak every single language, including animals. Ooh, that's a great one. Every single language. I kind of want that one too. And on the same show, if, if people didn't watch Charmed, it's like the best witchcraft show with Alyssa Milano and Rose McGowan and Piper something. No, Piper's her name. I, can't, I always forget her name. She's the third sister. And Shannon Doherty was on it at one point. It's totally an Aaron Spelling show. But one of the white lighters were able to heal people by putting their hands on them and then a wound would just close up. So that would be a cool superpower too. Yes. What are you doing for fun? Work slash morning is hard, but what has brought you smiles lately? Hmm. So I guess kind of like the work of life has been yeah. really difficult. So what are we doing for fun? <laughs> I'm just like, what have I been doing for fun? Really training cadet has taken so much of our free time that we... That's really all we do on our free time is mm -hmm. hang out with the dogs, but that's actually been really fun. So because COVID truly here in Colorado, we still, it's still the most responsible thing to stay home and not be out and about. We really haven't gone out and done anything, but we try to get out for walks with the dogs as much as possible. We try to go out to parks where there's not a lot of people with the dogs. So kind of getting out in nature and lucky right now, 
I kind of worry when fall hits what's going to happen with the virus because everyone's going to go indoors. We're so blessed, hashtag blessed, right now to be able to do a lot outside. But yeah, I mean, obviously we went to the mountains this weekend and then I just really like being outside with the dogs as much as possible. And we'll do like takeout. We try to have like dinners on our patio. Simple things, simple things. Yeah, for me, it's really like taking time with my kids where I'm not plugged into anything else. I'm not trying to do anything else. We try to do a walk with our family every day. We have like this little path, like bike You have path. a cute path. With the, cute is that path the one with the little, little creek, creek on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's super cute. So like there's like about a mile out and back that we do a lot. Um, it's nice and shady. Um, bike rides. Really just kind of like trying to get out in our neighborhood. Same thing with us. Like it's still, I mean, we're, we're not in a phase in our life where we would be going out to eat very much anyway because of the kids. Like it's mm-hmm. just not fun to go out to eat with small kids for me. Right. So we, but we do take out, so we haven't gone out to eat really, except for that one time that I, I think I talked about on the podcast. Oh yeah. When you, your brother was working. When my brother was working and it just like sort of was this impromptu, like, Hey, we have a, pat- a table on the patio. If you want to sit there and eat your takeout. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah. I agree though about the fall. Like I feel like it's so much, it's so easy right now to like be outside and feel yep. safe and secure about that. And yeah. knowing that even, yeah, even some places have patios open, like you said, where you can yeah. like, sit outside well, and, and like, a lot feel of like towns- you're having a di- you can feel like somewhat of it is normal. Yeah. Or like we like took a bike ride to the little Longmont Main Street and like there's a little ice cream shop. And so I went in with my mask, you know, and got ice cream and brought it outside. And we all like sat on a little bench on the street and ate ice cream. And then what Longmont is doing, and I know a lot of other towns that have done this, is they're closing like the parking lane and the interior lane on one side of the street to so that people can like the shops can push out into the street with more to have more outdoor seating and like outdoor yeah. retail which I think is a really cool idea. And I know that it mm-hmm. kind of impacts parking and other tra- and like other traffic, but they posted about it. Like I follow, you know, the city of Longmont on Facebook. And so many people were like, I'll be damned if I'm going to sit outside and eat with cars whizzing by. And I was like, then don't go lady. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about, I mean, I guess it's, it happens everywhere. And I don't know what we call it stupidity. I think it's kind of stupid, but like the videos of the women that are just throwing tantrums inside Trader Joe's for people asking to wear a mask. I mean, that stuff just drives me. It's like drives me crazy. It drives me so crazy. And again, like like, we talked about last week, like I know that there are legitimate. For sure. We're not talking about that. Yeah. We're talking about the people who are like the woman, like the viral, that video, did you see that viral video where the woman was like, I am not a BDSM sex slave and I'm not going to wear a mask. And I was like, I can't, if that's, if that's what you think's going on here, I'm just so confused. Okay, anyway. Yeah, anyway, but whatever. It's unfortunate. Did we have anything else? Oh, fun things. Yeah, I would say that's it. I would say right now, get outdoors as much as you can because you never know what's going to happen in the fall. And we try to do safe things still. We're still trying to be very safe in Colorado. These two questions, I feel like we should have either Laura Lagos or Lisa back on or, or at least some type of um, dietitian or eating disorder expert because we got two questions about intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how do you intuitive eat with impossible with foods like peanut butter or corn chips? And then someone else asked about to address the um, video that Tia Claire Toomey put out about a day of eating. And I don't want to speak to that specifically, but she did put out a video that it didn't feel like the context was all there. It was a little concerning because for someone who competes professionally in the CrossFit games, Mm -hmm. her intake was like 2,100 calories. But here, I'm not a dietitian. I don't know what her, I'm not working with her specifically Um, to put information out like that for the whole community to see is probably not the smartest idea. 
but I don't, I can't speak to her specific experience. And I'm not sure what the point was of putting out that video other than just people are curious. People have this weird voyeuristic need to know what other people are doing. What do you eat in a day? We get that question, not as much as, as we used to, but we have gotten that question. What do you eat in a day? And people posting pictures of what they eat in a day. And really the fact of the matter is it's such a, that's such an individual thing. And it also shouldn't be a huge focus. Yeah. So and you and I have talked about like, you, like we could eat the exact same thing. You and I could eat the exact same thing and work out the exact same way every single day. And our bodies would react completely differently to it. Yep. You know, that's just one example. And I think I do, you know, like I remember when we still posted a lot about CrossFit, we got to the point where we w we wouldn't post like our times or our weights for our workouts. Right. And people would always be like, what was your time? What was your weight? And I was like, you know what? There's no need for me to like that to me just kind of invites this comparison. That's not it helpful. It does. Right. And it's not helpful. Yeah. I think that that's what, that's kind of how I see it when professional athletes are just like, here's what I eat in a day. And yeah. I, I will say, you know, I've, I've saw like Amanda Barnhart, Lauren, um, and Lauren Fisher recently posted things that were like, Hey, I'm seeing a lot of things going around right now about restriction. And I just want you to know that I eat 3000 calories a day and yeah. it, you know, I feel good at like, that's what I need because I'm moving so much and I feel good. And like, you know, I appreciate those sorts of things where it's like, Hey, listen, I eat as much as I need to feel my body, but they don't go into further details necessarily. And I think that 3000 calories is a number that a lot of women would be like, Oh my gosh, that's so much. Right. And right. so I appreciated them sort of putting that out there to sort of then combat the more restrictive things that we tend to see. I think when it comes to intuitive eating and, you know, things like peanut butter cups or corn chips or whatever, I think that there is this like fundamental difference in the concept of intuitive eating and eating intuitive eating doesn't mean eat whatever you want all the time. It's more complex than that. It doesn't not it's mean so that, complex. but it's so much more complex than that. And so it's not just yeah. saying like, if you want it, then eat it and don't stop eating it until you stop right. wanting it. Because if you, if you, if you have been depriving yourself so much and I, you know, have been through this over the years, just from going from macro counting to truly just eating whatever the heck I want, I will say it takes so much time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it took me probably a, two good, a good two years to get off of that macro counting train and then just going straight. No, I didn't say straight. And then transitioning over to mm -hmm. intuitive, more intuitive, intu style. more intuitive style and trusting that too. And now I can say it's not an issue at all. Like I completely feel fine, but it did take a lot of work. And I, I always recommend the intuitive eating book by Evelyn Tribble, who has co-authored that book and her Instagram is also very helpful. She has a lot of good resources and there's also a workbook that goes along with it. But I'd highly recommend working with a dietitian or if you have more of the binge tendencies um, of an eating disorder, you know, you're or you're questioning if you have symptoms of an eating disorder and talk to a therapist about that because this is not just something you can think away. Mm -hmm. It will get worse if you just try to do it on your own because you'll really get, you'll probably get, you'll be hard on yourself. You'll be hard on yourself. And I think that that does a disservice to healing. There was definitely a light bulb moment for me where I realized like this isn't intuitive eating is not just about individual food choices and like any given, any one individual given food choice. It's about the entire ecosystem of the way that you approach your body and your food and the way mm -hmm. that you think about all of that. And that mm -hmm. it's not just, well, you know, if I want cake, I'm going to eat cake. It's, I don't want that because it doesn't make me feel good truly in my, and not, I'm not just telling that to myself or, you know, it's really thinking about it the same way, you know, I feel like that you think about other decisions in your life where 
they, I think it's hard with food and this could be a whole own episode. It's hard with food because it's a decision you have to make multiple times a day. You can't escape oh, yeah. it. You can't get away from it. Right. Unlike almost any other thing that we do, but you know, it's sort of almost like sleep where it's like, if you're not tired, you don't beat yourself up about staying up for an extra couple minutes. If you are tired, you don't beat yourself up about going to bed a little bit early. The problem you, you know, you, but you recognize the problem becomes when you can't go to sleep when you want to, or you can't wake up when you need to. Right. But you, but you don't really assign any value, any moral value to whether or not you feel like you need a little bit more or a little bit less sleep in a given day. And you know how that's going to impact the rest of your week and the rest of your, your meetings and all that. And you can know that about sleeping without judgment. Right. And you can make those little tweaks to your sleep without judgment. Can you view food the same way? Right. I was asking Lisa, my friend Lisa, who we've had on the show quite a few times, recently because I'm like because she you know works with eating disorders and eating disorder patients and she's an expert in the field and I just had this question for her recently I'm like why is it so hard because she she made a comment about how hard it is for eating disorder patients to fully recover she does believe in full recovery but she says it's just a really hard disease to and diagnosis to come back from and fully recover and I said why is that and she said you know it really is because addiction is so strong and it's so much different than substance abuse where your drug is something that you can abstain from 100%, mm-hmm. but it is with eating every day, you have to eat. So you're, you're basically telling someone who, it'd be the same as saying someone who has substance abuse and maybe their drug is alcohol, that they have to sit and have alcohol all around them all the time and then don't drink any any of it whereas or do you you have to drink a glass of wine every single day but you can't get drunk yeah and you can't drink anymore where it's just that's so so hard so yeah I think that's just always an ongoing discussion that I'm always interested in having so if you guys want to submit more questions around that or if you want us to bring Lisa or Laura back on I always love talking to Laura from the dietitian standpoint as well we'd be happy to to do that let's switch gears and talk about this week's sponsor Blue Blocks. Blue Blocks. B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. The discount code is JOY. You can support the podcast by supporting our great sponsor, Blue Blocks, the blue light blocking glasses of great quality. They have so many amazing styles and they're just really good people. They also donate every pair of glasses to Restoring Vision. So you can feel good about the purchase knowing that they're going to give a pair of glasses to someone in need. You can also customize the frames and you can send in a pair of frames if you just want to have the lenses be modified to be blue light blocking. So again, that's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. The discount code is JOY. Yay. Thank you for supporting the sponsors that support our podcast. Do you want to end with Never Have I Ever? This is kind of like a would you rather. Yes. Never Have I Ever Broken a Bone. Yeah, I broke my foot. You have broken pregnant, remember? Oh my gosh. Wait, was that with Miles or Evie? Evie. It was, yeah, it was when I was pregnant with Evie. Remember, I like slipped and I tripped down the stairs and I broke my foot. (gasps) Yes. How, oh my gosh, because we have photos of you wearing that boot. Yeah, it was like the day before I had to go to a freaking photo shoot and I had my boot on and my belly and I was just like, it was the whole thing. You're like, this photo shoot, please just shoot me from this up. I totally remember that. I've knock on wood, never broken a bone. I feel like some, yeah, I feel like some of this I'm going to jinx because of it. Never have I ever skipped school. Definitely. Yes, I have. Uh, I got made fun of in high school because I would never skip school. Oh, I skipped school. I mean, I would, I would like, 
uh, I probably skipped a class, but I I would just be so guilty that I it wasn't even worth it to me. Never have I ever fired a gun. I have. I have too. When I was in high school, I had like a friend who went to the shooting range. Never have I ever been skydiving. Absolutely not. And Absolutely I never not. will. Mm-mm. No. Ridden in a limo. Uh, yeah. Prom. Hello. Oh, I, have I think we actually rented one. This is kind of embarrassing, but when I was in my 20s, uh, I was like late 20s. Not that it matters, but Sex and the City came out oh in the gosh. theaters. And I got a huge group of my girlfriends and we went in a limo to see it. And it was, that was such a fun night. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I did when I, I rode in a limo to prom. That was probably the last time I was in a limo. Well, and your dad oh. would rent them to go to the airport. <laughs> yes, correct. I forgot I brought that up in the podcast previously. Uh, when I was a little kid, my dad would, we had such a big family that it was cheaper than, like, this is before Uber. This is before anything. Right. And right. it was also kind of like before it was really, I don't know if he just didn't want to park at the airport or that just like kind of wasn't what you did. I don't know. I was too yeah. young to really understand the norms around that. And we live pretty far from the airport. So it, so it was too expensive to call like three cabs. So right. he would rent a limo or so it was, just it was less expensive so to rent a limo than it right. was to like call like three cabs. And so the limo would come pick us up. I love that. I love that about John Hay. Oh, it's so good. You know what? Maybe it Never wasn't less expensive. Maybe he just wanted to do it. That's it would be a very John Hay move. <laughs> yeah. Him and his sweater vests. Yes. Um, never have I ever gotten a tattoo. We absolutely know that you have gotten a tattoo. Yes. I got a tattoo when I was like 21. It's, it's so like cute. Trans, it's tramp stamp style. But it's I don't not even a think tramp about, stamp. It's like, well, it's, I would call yeah. it, I would say it's on like your hawk. Yeah, it's on my hawk. <laughs> my ham hawk. <laughs> I think a ham hawk is a thigh. Oh. It, let's see. Let's look it up. Um, it would be on your, I would call it maybe it's your, definitely, your it's loin. It's definitely Amy Schumer lower back tattoo style though. But it's not like on like your spine. Right no, there. it's, it's on, not like, like right. Yeah. Yeah. If we're looking like at Britney a pig, Spears. it's like kind of on your loin. <laughs> yeah. Guard your loins. Guard your loins. <laughs> <laughs> Been swimming in the ocean. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be sad if no one, if people listening have never swam in the ocean, you need to make that happen. Never have I ever dyed my hair. Absolutely have dyed my hair. Have you ever dyed your hair? I mean, I've had highlights a couple of times. And then okay. my hair is pretty dark, though. Right. Um, one time yeah, when I was so highlights get a little drastic. Yeah. And one time when I was in eighth grade, I dyed my hair like Crayola red with this dye that you could get at Hot Topic. I'm sure you can still get it. It was called. I'm looking it up. I think I know what you're talking manic about. Panic. It's like manic panic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's scented. Like the scent goes with. So it was like flaming red and it smelled like cinnamon. But like since my hair is already red, it just kind of gave it this like really gross fake red undertone. Oh. And people were yeah, like, because at eighth grade and 13, everyone sucks when you're 13. Everyone's like, why did you dye your hair red? Your hair's already red. It's like, <laughs> And then you went and put micro buns in it. Yeah. I was like, I'm just, I can't <laughs> deal with you people. I'm putting in micro buns. Never have I ever watched Star Wars. Who hasn't watched Star Wars? I haven't Wars? ever like sat down and seen them all the way through. I mean, I haven't watched every single movie no. of like the trilogy. I don't even want to. Is it's it a like, trilogy? There's like, there's like six. There's so many of them. Now, I know people who are like diehard Star Wars fans are just really pissed off right now, but I don't think I've watched every single one all the way through. I mean, growing up, it was on. I was like, oh, yay, this is fun. Right. This is cute. Do you want to hear something really funny? Because I just thought of like people who get upset if they're if you're not like super into fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Scott, <laughs> Scott, 
is a huge. Did I already tell the story about the Michael Jordan's jersey? I don't know if I told you this. I think I oh, texted yeah, so it to you. Oh, yeah, so how he got upset because you could you didn't did know te- what number. But did I talk about it on the podcast? Anyway, I'm going to tell it again. No, I'm pretty sure I think you texted. I texted it. I think I texted it to you. But basically, Scott was watching the um, Michael Jordan documentary series and the last, the last dance the last dance and he's like hey he loves to challenge not challenge me but like quiz me on he things loves trivia. He, scott loves he, like, well he trivia. likes to quiz me on things that he that he he hopes that i know and if i don't know it he'll be like oh. so he goes what is michael jordan's number and i sat there for a second and i was like and i couldn't think of it right away <laughs> not even nothing for right away like why would that be just like a factoid you'd have at the top of your well mind? because it's like he it's like his life and he, he's like right. and I didn't know and he goes I can't he will not let me live that down like to this to this day it's been like two months but he still talks about it and he's like I cannot believe this is probably the worst moment of our marriage you not knowing he was he's kidding you guys um you not knowing Michael Jordan's number and so now it's a big joke but now I definitely know it's 10 23 but he's like how many pairs of Nike shoes if I ordered that have come to the house that have the, the number on it. I'm like, that's just not something I'm going to recall. Yeah. You're like, that's like, he got really place. upset. Oh, oh it was God. so funny. It was so funny. Okay. Never have I ever ridden a horse. I have absolutely, I have ridden a horse. Yes. I have ridden a horse. Never have I ever sung karaoke. I think I did it once. I think karaoke is the most uncomfortable thing to watch in the world and I will not do it. I have. Nor will I go watch people do it. I don't mind it. I think it's fine. I'm not like upset. Like I don't like love it, but I don't hate it. Brandon hates karaoke. Yeah, I do too. I'm with Brandon. No, I, it's so uncomfortable for me to watch. Um, Okay. Never have I ever gotten a ticket. I've gotten a few tickets in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten a handful. Gone scuba diving. No, I have not. I have not. And I don't plan on it. I feel like it would be very claustrophobic. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd love it. And I have really bad ear stuff. I've always had like mm. ear problems growing up. So I just feel like that would mess me up. Never have I ever eaten sushi. Duh. Who hasn't eaten sushi? Never have I ever been on a train. I have I, been on a train. I have been on a train. I took a train from Wales to Scotland. I took a train from Lille to Paris. Ooh. And I studied abroad. Gone I've also zip taken other, I feel like I've taken a lot of other trains. Gone ziplining. Yeah, we've gone ziplining together. <gasps> That's right. In Costa Rica. And then I also went in Hawaii and it's really fun. fun. Never have I ever been camping. Yes. Yes. Eaten food that fell on the floor. Of All course. All the time, constantly. Like the other day second, I was walking through the kitchen old. and there were some cheese puffs on the floor that had been discarded at some point throughout the day. And I just leaned over and picked it up and ate it. And I was like, wow, yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, a cheese puff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're so dry. Nothing really sticks to them. No, like, <laughs> fine. It was a little stale. But. Uh, gone skinny dipping. Oh yeah. I used to go skinny dipping all the time when I was in high school and college. We, okay. So you know my friend Steph? Yes. Steph, she can't be near a body of water and not want to get in it naked. <laughs> and she also is like... That's a good friend to have. That's a good person yeah. to know. And she also, like, she can't be within like 20 yards of a hot tub and not want to be in it to the point where like I don't care where you are she will figure out a way to get to like the Ritz Carlson hot tub that's amazing and, like next thing you know you're just like sitting in the Ritz Carlson hot tub with Steph oh that's so great yeah I need to do an outing with her that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like a good time I have gone skinny dipping and then I think my most I don't want to say famous but the most memorable thing in my mind there is a boat my brother and I took a vacation oh I want to say it was like 2000 and for 2005. I went and met my sister-in-law and my brother in St. John, the Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. And there's a, um, a boat that you swim out to, or you take a, actually you take a boat to a big, a bigger boat and you get on the boat. And if you jump off the boat naked, you get a t-shirt. 
So of course, in my young 20s, that was like a no brainer. I was like, of right. course, I'm going to do that. Totally jumped off the boat naked. Oh, God, the things I did. Okay, a few more. Left the country. Yes, yes, I lived in France. Yes, I've been to yeah. Iceland. Yes, I've been to Europe plenty of times. Costa Rica, um, again. Costa Rica. Yeah. Never. So I was thinking about this yesterday, talking about this the other day with Brandon, actually. You and I have traveled together way more than Brandon and I have. <laughs> you and I have actually been to three different countries, Canada, Iceland, and, and Costa Rica That's together. That's right. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> Never have I ever been in an ambulance. I have not. Uh uh-uh, uh. I haven't either. Met someone famous. Uh, Bob Harper. Bob Harper, for sure. I, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've met anyone like more famous than yeah, that. Yeah, I've met some famous people. My aunt um, used to work in Hollywood, and I oh. she, like like she's like. Is this controversial to share? <laughs> no, not at all. Like she's like a, like I've like hung out with. I like I don't know. Like she's really friends with like Jackson Brown. She's really friends with like just Santana people like who Okay. Are, okay. But I didn't like know they were famous. Like I remember being in her living room when I was probably in college and Jackson Brown was just like chilling on the couch and we were just talking and I didn't know who he was and afterwards my brother was like, You know who that was, right? And I'm like, No. I don't like follow people. And it's probably better because then they don't feel weird. Percent, they probably, they're probably, probably so used like the to people. That, that conversation yeah, happened. I bet you celebrities get so sick of people like fanning over yeah. them. I mean, I know it's really hard for us when people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Been on TV. Uh, yes. I mean, I think I was probably on like the local news when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I was on local news. Been on a cruise? Absolutely not. I will never. I went on a cruise when I was in middle school, and it was fun. I feel like middle school is like the right age to go on a cruise. We went to Puerto Vallarta or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel really weird about being on a boat stuck with a bunch of people. I don't know what it is. Okay. Anything else? Any updates? I've been watching Lennox Hill. I highly recommend that show on Netflix. If anybody wants to watch it, it covers. It's like a reality show. It's almost like reality ER, but with doctors in Lennox Hill hospital where they follow an OBGYN, an ER doc, and a neurosurgeon, a couple neurosurgeons. And it's so interesting and it's so heartwarming. There are a lot of scenes of them doing surgeries. So if you're queasy, probably you shouldn't be watching the show. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Like I'm fine with it only because it's so fascinating and mm-hmm. it's just, but it is kind of gross. Like there's a lot of brain surgeries they're showing, but it, at the same time, you're like, wow, these people are just brilliant at what they do. So I would highly recommend that. Again, I'm going to pimp the Pantsuit Politics show as well as the Help Me Understand podcast with our friend JK. Maybe we should have him on and have a chit chat. Hey, if you're listening, you should be on our show. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's all we have for this week. Thank you for supporting our great sponsor, Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. The discount code is JOY. Send us an email. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. So thank you guys again for another week of This is Joy and Claire. 